Hey guys, welcome to Big Church Online. We are so excited that you've joined us today. If you're looking for any sermons or words of encouragement, you've come to the right place. While you're here, please subscribe, like, comment, share. That way you can stay up to date and help others find it as well. Now, let's get this week's sermon in progress. Have you ever wondered, have you ever wanted just to start over? Have you ever wanted just to hit that magic button and go reset, restart, refresh, rewind? How how many of you ever wanted to hit that magic button and everything that, that you've went through in your life, the pain, the anxiety, the fear, the, the, the mistakes that you've made. You can hit that button and all of a sudden you get a do-over. You get a mulligan from God, you golfers out there. Let me encourage you. Maybe that's you today. Easter is a great season to reflect on what Jesus did. By his suffering, by his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection. He did everything that he did. Guess who he did it for? You. The old song, when when he was on the cross, you were on his mind. Your name was coming into him when he was suffering the persecution and the things that he was going through. All so that you, 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 and you could be made new. Come on, let's give Jesus the hand clap. Come on. It's resurrected. Act like you're alive in the place. Come on. Jesus is alive. Woo! Okay, we can turn them lights on now so I can see everybody. Find your seat. Somebody hopefully didn't move it on you when you're in the dark. That would not be funny. Yes, it would. I would laugh. Just kidding. Not really. Listen, we, good morning. We are so glad to see you and have you with us on this Easter. Yeah, watch all the kiddos get out of here. Come on. Let's give it up for the kiddos being in worship and getting to experience what God is doing. God is up to something big in the, in the world right now, and it starts with that generation right there. But uh, we're so glad you're here, man. All y'all look good in white. If you didn't wear white, there's no shame in the game. This is about the only time you're going to see me in white probably. Well, let me just be honest with you. Michael Jackson, he ain't got nothing on me. Watch this. Well, maybe he has a little bit on me anyway. But uh, you know what? Lord, have mercy. Help him, Jesus. Listen, I need some more glide. That's for sure. But here's the thing. When I wear this thing, I I thought about going to get a whole can of Scotch Guard and put it all over this thing, right? I also thought about putting bubble wrap all over me. Because let me just tell you something. We're about to eat later on today. Come on, anybody going to eat later on today? I smell some ham. I predict some ham in the future in the name of Jesus right now. Holy ham, that's what it is. But I will probably take this off because I am one of the biggest slobs when it comes to eating. Don't you? She doesn't get a chance to do that much, but... Yes, I will have something all over this, so this is probably going to go, and we're just so glad to have you with us. And as we continue our story, last week, did not Pastor Mindy do an awesome job? Come on, come on. She talked about emotional. Last year, she did dramatic. She's emotional, and she's dramatic, if you've ever been around her. She don't do anything halfway in the name of Jesus, right? But she did a great job. 
But I'm just going to review just for a moment and not take you all the way back through the story. But Jesus rode into town like a boss, right? He rode in on a, on a colt of a donkey and they were raising their, their palm leaves up and saying Hosanna to the king. And he had his first supper. We took communion last week. And, but then at the same time, you know, he was at the table with someone who was about to betray him. You know, Jesus still eats with the sinners, right? Even though he knew someone was about to go down that line, one would betray him, the other one would deny him, he still sat at the table with them. Then he was tried and he was convicted, and then ultimately he was crucified and put in a borrowed tomb. Say borrowed. borrowed. The title of my message today is Made New. Luke 24.1 says this, Now on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. So here's the women going to the tomb in the natural tradition of things, and they're going to prepare spices for the body of Jesus. But remember, look, look, what, look what Matthew says. It says, Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go your way and make sure it's as secure as you know how. So when they, made, they went and made the tomb secure, sealing the stone and setting a guard. So these ladies were going to the tomb with doing the things that they were going to do, but they also knew that they had secured the stone, they had set a guard outside of, and they'd sealed it up so no one could get into it. What were they going to do when they got there? What was their plan? Because they didn't know how they were going to move that stone on their own, Right? They couldn't move it. Let's face it. Life is full of stones. Life is full of obstacles. Come on, anybody out there? Life is full of roadblocks. Life is full of setbacks. There are stones in your life that you cannot move on your own. Come on, you've been struggling. You've been pushing. You've been pulling. You've been tuggling. Tuggling. Hey, I always come up with a different word, y'all. But here's the big one. You've been overlooking it too. You've been pushing it and pulling it, but also some of us have had our heads stuck in the sand about the stone that God has, that you have in your life. Can you identify the stone in your life? Is it fear? Is it depression? Is it addiction? Could it be rejection in your life? Maybe you got some family issues going on. Nobody's got some family issues in it. Maybe you got marriage problems with your spouse and you're saying, yes, yeah, all his fault or it's all her fault. Come on. You better not say that too much, honey. You won't get no ham later. But maybe it's your kids running crazy, and maybe you're just in debt. Maybe there's a stone in your life that you don't know how you're going to remove it. But you have to know something. Just like the stone at the tomb, God can roll away the stone in your life. He can make what looks impossible possible for you. You know we serve the God of the impossible, right? He makes... He makes the seas part. He raises people from the dead. That means he can take care of the stone in your life. But the women kept going. They weren't sure what they were going to do. And they were expecting the obstacles. They were expecting the stone. But here's what they did. They still kept preparing. Can I tell you something this morning? If you want, if you, ex you can expect obstacles in life, keep preparing. You can expect setbacks in your life, keep preparing. You can expect something to not go your way, keep preparing. Why? Because preparation gives you access to where you need to go. You got to keep believing. Listen, you've been praying for something. You ain't seen it yet. Keep believing. 
Sometimes you got to keep from confessing over your kids who aren't in church with you right now. Sometimes you got to go that extra mile and believe that God, if he said it, he's going to do it. Let me show you what happens if you keep preparing. Luke 24, it says, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Imagine that. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, the stone was rolled away. But Jesus was dead. The body was gone. And they were sitting in the middle of a graveyard. The enemy always wants you to look at the worst. Come on, they saw the stone, but he also was trying to get them to see the body was gone. All of a sudden, the excitement of the stone being rolled away was hidden by despair because they said, oh my gosh, his body is gone. It looked like the end, but look at verse four. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to him, why do you seek the living? Come on, let this sink in. Why do you seek the living among the dead? In other words, he's saying, why do you keep going back to the graveyard? Why do you keep hanging out where death is? He said, there ain't nothing but death in this graveyard. Quit trying to bring dead things. Come on, somebody. Quit trying to bring dead things back to life. You're trying to bring back the past. You're trying to bring back, come on, relationships and you're trying to bring that thing that God says is dead in your life. You're trying to resuscitate it. Listen, I'm going to repeat this because it's so good. It takes a crucifixion to have a resurrection. It takes a crucifixion to have a resurrection. Sometimes there are some things in your life that need to be killed. There's some things in your life that need to die. Your pride needs to go away. Your ego needs to go away. Your desires and the things that you want need to go away. Jesus died to put those things to death. There are some things in your life that you need to say, rest in peace, peace out. But yet we keep pulling up the shovel. We keep digging where we shouldn't be digging. God says, rest in peace this morning to all of those things. Just like Jesus said, it is finished. There are some things that we need to say, it is finished. I, it is finished to my way of thinking. It's, my, it's finished to the way that I've always perceived things and thought things. And, and I'm just going to say, it is finished to something in my life. Who's going to do that with me this morning? Come on, it is finished. So again, here's the ladies. They're facing disappointment. They're facing discouragement and despair. And there was Jesus. He was dead. His body was missing. It looked like the end of the story. But let me tell you something. It did not end at the cross. It didn't even end at the tomb. Jesus did not end after season one. Season two is coming. How many of y'all watched all of Netflix? I'm talking, uh, some of y'all in here have watched everything on Netflix twice. And you know what happens? You get Netflix going and before too long, five hours later, come on, y'all ain't that saved in the house. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Next, 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 next. And you watch the whole season in one season. Everyone loves to hit next, but everyone loves season two. They love season three. They love that beyond. But look at what season two is. Luke 2, 4 to 6 says this, 28. 
24, 6. He is not here, but is risen. I'm going to say that again. He is not here, but has risen. It says, remember how he spoke to you. Some, oh, listen. Sometimes you just got to remember something. You have any men in the house that can't remember the things on their list? Me. He says, remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. He is not here. He is not there. He has risen. Remember, when you're facing fear, remember. When you're facing discouragement, remember. When you're facing doubt, remember. His promise still stands. Great is his faithfulness. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he's going to start it, he's going to finish it. Sometimes you just got to remember how good God's been. So many times we forget where he brought us from. We're not happy where we're at, but we can't remember where he brought us from. Come on, I thank God I'm not there anymore. Am I where I need to be yet? No, not yet, but I thank God I'm not there. Come on, some of you can think back to your addicted times. You may not be perfect right now, but God's got a different plan for your life. You may not be fully aware where you are going right now, but God has the... He is so good, and he's going to finish what he starts. Come on, that is, I'm encouraging someone right now. You're about to give up. God's going to finish what he starts. You're about to let it go, but God's about to finish what he starts. Don't give up right on the very edge of where he's taking you. Woo, help me, Lord. This suit has got something like sweat stuff in it. Remember, he is not there. He is risen. Be encouraged today that the tomb, it's empty. You know what empty is? Empty is proof. If he was still there, we'd have no hope. If he was still there, if there was DNA, if there was a body, if there was something still inside of, of that tomb, we would have no hope. But he has risen. He's, he came out of the grave. The empty, empty is proof. Empty is powerful. Let me tell you what the devil was doing when that happened, when Jesus died and was put in the tomb. He was down there laughing. He was down there throwing a big old party. He was going, hey, I got him. Hey, hey, hey. Until Jesus walked up on the scene. He said, I got the keys. The devil went from laughing to going, oh, Lord Jesus. That is Lord Jesus. He said, I got the keys to death. I got the keys to hell. I got keys to the, to the grave. He said no longer does it have power over those people up there anymore. The devil went, oh, come on. It shifted his perspective just like that. Empty is also permanent. When everything thought it was finished, when everyone thought it was finished, he was finishing everything. Come on, you got to remember that. When you think it's the end of your story, you have to know that God is still finishing your story. And because the tomb is empty, you can be full of hope. You can be full of joy. You can be full of peace and confidence knowing that he's not there anymore. And to be made new for a new season. Aren't you glad? Come on, come on somebody. Aren't you glad for season two in your life? You might have got a bad rating. Maybe you only got one star out of five in your life so far. Come on. You know what I'm talking about? Season two is here. 
You didn't, the good thing is you didn't get canceled after season one. Some of these shows, they need to be canceled after third episode. The good thing about God, you didn't get canceled. And the good thing about God, he's the God of the comeback. Thank you, Jesus, for the comeback. Thank you that it's not the end of your story. Thank you, God, that you always, you're there right when we need you. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Come on, somebody. Has saved a wretch like me. She's telling me to calm down a little bit, but I'm trying. I'm trying. Saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm fine. Found. I'm fine, too. She said I was fine. I'm going to shut up. God took us from darkness to his marvelous light. Jesus' resurrection represents death, both physical and spiritually. They've been defeated. You're reborn. Do you know what? If you've given your life to Jesus, you've been reborn into eternal life. You have been made new. I got news for you this morning. There's many seasons to go in your life. Maybe you've given up. Maybe you want to give up. And I'm going to tell you what. Don't give up and, and get back up if you've been knocked down. God made a way for you to be made new. He wants to write your part too. It says, Rich, slow down. I should have done that a minute ago. Maybe you feel like, just so bad. Maybe you feel like I've just made so many, so many mistakes. How could God ever make me new? Anyone love the home makeover shows? I love them. I don't want to do the work, but I love watching them do the work. I am very good at destruction, but when it comes to construction, you do not want me to build nothing for you. No, don't you? You don't even know. But remodeling, listen to this, remodeling requires stripping away all of the old to make way for the new. It's ugly when they're stripping those walls down. It's ugly and dirty and dusty and you can't always see. You've seen the pictures before and after, but you can't always see it when you're in the process. And listen, you got to replace some of those old rusty pipes and you have to replace those rotten boards because things that are underneath can cause your, cause your construction to go all downhill. Here's what Jesus wants to do. He wants to strip away all that old stuff that keeps us from being made new. He wants to strip away that old way of thinking that you've been thinking since you've been a child. Maybe the environment that you were raised in, it made you have some stinking thinking. Maybe you were in a negative, I was in a very negative home, and it's the way I still kind of have to fight myself too. But he wants to strip away those old thoughts that you have. He wants to strip away all that buried hurt. He wants to bring it to the surface so you can get healed from it. I can remember a time a few years ago I moved to Louisville and it was a time in my life that I was fearful. I was broken. I was alone. I really didn't know what I was going to do. But it was during that time, let me tell you something. Sometimes God has to get you in a place <laughs> that only he can talk to you. 
He has to get you in a place sometimes in a brokenness. And I, let me tell you what, the things that I had done in my life, I'd caused a lot of my own brokenness. I ain't up here blaming nobody else. I caused a lot of my own pain. Anybody cause their own pain in here? Come on, y'all get your hands up in the air like you don't care. The good thing about my God is this. Whatever you caused hurt in yourself, he wants to heal. Whatever you may have done in the past, God wants to erase that and make you new. It took a lot of time. It took a year for me to be by myself and to, and to, and to be in that place where God said, okay, God, I got you now. I had walked away. I'd made many mistakes and hadn't done the things, I, nothing that I should have done. But this is the time when God said, okay, I got you right where I need you. Listen, if you're going through something right now and you feel like, man, God, you, uh, that may be right where God wants you to be right now. After that time, God took me to a different place in him. He gave me a new perspective. He gave me a new lease on life and a new lease on ministry. I'd given up. I'd say, okay, God, I've already messed up so many times that you'll never use me again. He said, oh, baby, I'm looking a few years down the road at a church full of people wearing white. Don't ever stop here because he's got there if you jump. That hurt. So many times we stop here. We don't want to go over the edge because we don't know what's on the other side of the edge. But I'm telling you this something this morning. If you will give God your full attention during those times, I'm telling you, he can do something so new in your life that you won't even know. When you've been through the remodel, when you've been through the stripping down, and not only will you see it, God don't want to just heal you, but for you, everyone else is going to see what he's done in your life. I remember when he acted like that. He don't act that way anymore. I remember when he talked like that. He ain't talking that way no more. I remember when... Listen, it's not just for you. It's for your family. It's for your coworkers. It's for those people around you that need to see the light of the world, of the whiteness that God has changed. Oh, it's not just for you, baby. It's for everyone else, too. When you accept Jesus, here's what happens. Transformation begins. 2 Corinthians 5 says this. Therefore... If anyone, anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. It says old things. Watch it. It says, behold, all things have become new. He didn't say, I'm going to fix a little bit of you. I'm going to take that little bit of piece of you, and I'm just going to try. I'm going to tweak it a little bit. No, no, no. He said all things. But, Pastor, I don't feel all well. Okay, stay in the process. I don't feel like all things have passed away. Well, you, baby, you ain't in heaven yet, so stay in the process. Jesus, I'm going to say it because I can't sing it. By your spirit, I will rise from the ashes of defeat. The resurrected king is resurrecting me. In your name, I come alive to declare your victory 
The resurrected king is resurrecting me. I was going to sing it, but I'm so nasally this morning. It doesn't matter. He's resurrecting something that you thought was dead in your life. That is what my God does. He takes that which was dead and he brings it and breathes life into it. He makes all things new. Can I tell you this this morning? His last day can be your first day. The cross, the blood, the tomb, it looked like defeat, but it was victory. It looked like the end, but it was only the beginning. It was a dark time in the world, but Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Y'all thought I was closing. I got about 30 more minutes. I'm kidding. The ham and potato salad will still be there, I promise you. But listen to me this morning. I want you to take this in. As we celebrate Easter, as we celebrate the resurrection, you may say this, I've heard that story. I've watched that movie. Why is it really relevant to me? But I'm gonna tell you this morning as I want you to reflect, Easter is a time to celebrate the God of the second chance and the third chance and the fourth chance and the fifth chance and the, I don't even know how to count on both my fingers and toes how many chances he God is. He's the God of the comeback. Easter is a time to celebrate a God of second chances and remember in the first garden, Garden of Eden, we messed up. We were separated from God. But because of the garden tomb, we got a second chance. So I'm telling you this morning, even if it looks bad, even if you've been knocked down, even if you've turned away and, oh, you know, you ain't even following Christ anymore, God, through Jesus, can give you hope this morning. In this garden, it's where new creation took place. He replaced anger with joy. He replaced anxiety with peace. Anybody need any peace in here this morning? Come on, the world right now is void of peace. We need to be some peacemakers in this world right now. So we need the peace of God to come over us. He can take away that fear that you've been battling with your whole life and give you a boldness that you never had before. He wants to restore your dreams this morning. If somebody thinks this morning it's all over for me, God is in the restoration business. He wants to bring your dreams back to life. Come on, somebody. He wants... Let's get up off our feet. Come on. Get up on our feet. He wants to restore your dreams and give you a future. This morning, as we turn the lights down, I'm going to ask you a question. Who would like to be made new today? Maybe you came in here today and you're thinking, you know what? I came to church today because somebody invited me, somebody forced me. Come on, you can be honest. But maybe there's something that just resonated in this, in this music that we've been listening to. And singing. Maybe there's something in this uh, in this message that you can resign to say, I want to be made new today. I, there's some things in my life that I just know needs to be changed in my life. 
The choice, as I said earlier, is yours. You can be this one, rejecting God, or you can be this one this morning saying, God, I messed up. Can you remember me? Oh, I just heard the Holy Spirit says he remembers you. Mm. Somebody thinks God's forgotten about them in this place this morning. He says, I remember you. Oh, that was for somebody right there. But life began at the cross. It began with his death. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? And it began in the tomb. Here's what God did. He rolled away the stone just for you. Listen, you can be made new this morning. Let's all close our eyes and let's bow our heads. There's not nobody looking around. Just for the reverence of the person next to you. I'm going to ask you, if you've never given your life over to Jesus and made him the Savior, made him the Lord of your life, this is your day. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to do this. I'm going to ask you to receive the gift of salvation through Jesus. By raising your hand and by coming forward during this next song, it's an invitation for God to do something different in your life. The Bible says that today is the day of salvation. Not next week, not an hour from now, not six months from now, today. So if that's you, the Bible says what we have to do is we have to confess with our mouth. And that simply means, I've sinned, God. Please forgive me. Please forgive me of my sins. I've made a mess out of my life. Can you please forgive me? The Bible also says to believe in your heart that he died for you. To believe that he is the son of God. So Lord, I ask you to take control of my life this morning. I've been trying to steer it. I've been trying to move it and maneuver it in whatever way I wanted to and it's just not working. So I ask you to do that. If you've made that decision to follow Christ today, if you would just slip up your hand. I see those hands. I see those hands. Come on. I see those hands. We're going to ask you to do something practical as you leave here today. Stop by the Connect Center. Just fill out so we can be in this journey with you. But also, if you feel comfortable, as we get ready to sing this song, let's worship together. And maybe you've already made that decision, but yet you still feel old. Maybe you feel like there's some things in your life that even though I've accepted Christ, I need to lay some things at the altar this morning. So as they get ready to sing this song, let's have a response because let me tell you what, God wants to make things new in your life today. He doesn't want you to leave here the same way that you walked in. So as they get ready to sing, let's respond to him this morning. Thank you for joining us today. If you're looking for more information or resources, you can visit mybigchurch.com or follow us on social media at mybigchurch. We love you guys. See you soon.